Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Difficult to Please podcast, episode 32. 32, hey, hey, hey. I don't know why I did this. I don't know what's going on. Yo, what's going on with your phone issue? Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit, your Google calling somebody. The lights off. The lights off. This is the Difficult difficult to Please podcast, episode 32. I'm JV. I'm with Erwin and also Google Assist. What's up, dog? Yeah, what's up? This is Erwin back. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Google's not going Maybe. off. I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on? I didn't say your name, bro. <laughs> you know, uh, we are recording on February 7th, J. Dilla Day and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Gang. Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know the vibes. Tom Brady again. Yo, okay. So I was actually talking to one of my gamer friends about this. I was saying, I, I, I think we've talked about this too, but mm -hmm. I for this entire time we thought, he, he agreed with me that we thought Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. And mm -hmm. then, like, this year is just a testament to us getting proved wrong that I think we're, we hate to admit it, but we think Tom Brady is the best player, best quarterback ever. I, you know what? I, I mean, I've, I've subscribed to that opinion too, where like, yo, there's just the Belichick system. He's the only one that's uh, been able to succeed mm -hmm. under Belichick. Um, you know, he's been the longest tenure player for the Patriots. But then it's like, yeah, obviously, when you go, you know, just change you know teams. What? Tampa. Yeah. And, and with a, a, a coach who has, doesn't have too much uh, Super Bowl experience. So it's like, oh, Seriously, like, when was the last time Tampa went to the Super Bowls? Went against the Raiders, right? I want to say that's the time. Yeah, with John <laughs> Gruden. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh. that was when, but I don't know. Was, Sports ball, bro. I know. That was when, like, Gannon was still quarterback or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, why do I still know that? See, people like, don't think I watch sports. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually do watch There's, like, specific memories, and I get that. Um, but, I mean, obviously different uh, – you this time last year I was hanging out at a bar with uh Rona, so now it's like I'm hanging out with Rona in times of Rona with a baby. So that's, yeah. that's Super Bowl fifty five for you. I wouldn't even think you would have went to a bar anyways. Now that you have a baby, it's like oh we're <laughs> this this doesn't change. I'm still here. <laughs> I would yeah, I would have gone to a bar. Family family restaurant. Let's go, Dave and Busters. Okay. That's different. <laughs> I imagine you went to like a local dive bar or something like that. Yeah, you know what the the thing is about um uh, the cool thing about Portland is is that they'll uh, say in the front of a restaurant or a bar mm -hmm. they'll say minors allowed or it'll say no Pets minors allowed. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's not like a guessing game or like whatever because you know every bar serves food or any like drinking establishment serves food. It's so it's cool. So, so it's like, yeah, or it. yeah, or like they'll say minors allowed until a certain time, and then mm. or like minors can be here, but they can't sit at the bar type shit. So, so there's already like firm rules. That's actually pretty dope. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. that it's so it's there's no like gray area like um in San Diego like uh, polite provisions. You think it's a restaurant, but it's a bar. But they're like people bring their kids there. Like, oh no, we can't have kids here. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like you can go next door and hang out, but you can't be. Yeah, so. provisions. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're the same yeah. restaurant or connected. It's just no kids here. <laughs> yeah, no kids, no vibes. No vibes. But uh yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, different different times, but uh we are recording. It's eleven o'clock. AM. It's, it's probably this is like the earliest 
time spot we did this uh, podcast. I know it's always at night. I mean, it looks like night for me. <laughs> Jamie's, like... Jamie's a vampire. He, he he has got a purple light, looking like he uh he just finished his stream. Yeah, change the light. And I'm sober. I'm I'm sober. I'm gonna be sober. Sober until Super Bowl time. Oh, I thought you were gonna get pre faded. I am drinking a hard seltzer by Belgian <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like I need to show. I was trying to figure out what, what else we had to do today, but mm. here we are. Okay. All right. So the last when was the last time we recorded again? That was um... uh we recorded on the inauguration day of oh. Joseph R. Biden. That's right. <laughs> January so uh 20th. And we had talked about uh we we talked about financial shit and I was, I wanted to just kind of like vent a little bit and kind of give my own perspective and shit so like that. So that's happened in then, two weeks. Holy yeah, shit. There's a lot that's happened when it comes to financials and stock markets oh, and yeah. all that shit. So that that's, that's, we're going to kind of break down what happened in our eyes. I don't know. Jamie, talk about it. I don't know. It's just been funny for me because... Uh, we, we basically the whole GameStop thing started happening, and you know, for my last episode, we were kind of talking about like stocks and stuff like that, and what will you do with money? So the whole thing with GM happened; it just blew up with like Wall Street bets, and like you can find other people who explain it better than us. But basically, stocks went up, everyone tried to jump in, and then like a few people came out good, but a lot of people got screwed over by it, kind of thing too, and. You know, whatever you call it, like a, a middle finger to like Wall Street and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's all that happen. All that drama is happening. They were trying to do it to like multiple stocks, but you know, I think that energy's kind of died down now, and everything's kind of returned back to normal a little bit. I think you still have your hardcore people who are like still holding stocks. Yo, I, I mean, I get it. Like, if you're holding, you probably have a, a large amount yeah. that you are invested at the top when you bought fucking high, <laughs> yeah. and you were like trying to diamond hands through this whole thing, but it, you're like. Yo, when it when it started dropping from like three hundred or whatever, and then four fifty high, yeah, yeah, the the peak, yeah. people bought at the peak, and then it was like down to three hundred, two hundred, mm-hmm. then one fifty, mm-hmm. and now we're sitting on sub one hundred, uh, for GameStop. So, yeah, this is not financial advice, and it's not fucking uh loss porn, but I'm just saying. Yo, like that's, that's wild. You you gotta fucking do your deed dives and fucking due diligence because that shit like <laughs> you can't expect to come up when you bested uh when uh it was like ten thousand percent or whatever uh of uh GameStop uh over the last month. So mm-hmm. oh, I'm dude. not I'm not trying to shut down anybody. I'm just saying like, damn, bro, that's a lot of money that you might have lost. So I think. So the thing with stocks I always found out is that a lot of investors, a lot of single stock investors always say the same thing. You got lucky. I mean, this, that's just what they are. Like the guy who invested into Am- one of the guys I followed who invested in Amazon said, I just got lucky. That's it. It's like, there's no skill. Like I think Scott Galloway said, you know, you don't confuse luck for skill. It's like, like you might be really lucky in picking your stocks, but it doesn't mean you're good. It's just, it's just luck. And don't think you're skillful for that. And, I think that's what people tried to do with this one. Um, you got into GameStop early. That was the only way you could have... If you're doing it for a... Pro- like, I think there are so many different motives here. 
before um, what happened at GameStop. Like you had, mm-hmm. you basically you had one group of people who are trying to like who are willing to lose millions. I think one of the guys who started this lost thirteen million on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. he had, he was up already a lot because yeah. he put a, a user deep fucking value uh, on Reddit, and I, I honestly don't remember when he what he started with, but he put in. He put in money way before it. Yeah. He put in like November. Yeah. So he, he already had an idea that he wasn't going to come out on this. And like, I don't think other people, that's why I like the whole lost porn kind of thing. Cause like it, it was to prove a point, right? It was mm-hmm. to prove a point. But I also think there was a group of people who are trying to like take advantage of the situation and make money from it. And I think that's what a lot of people try to do. Like I I remember my nephew was hearing stuff like, oh, I should buy the stock. I should buy the stock. He heard it from his friends. I mean, this is a group of 19-year-olds <laughs> too. So for me, I'm just, I looked at it and like, and the only advice I told, because I don't like telling people what to do. The only advice I told them was just be, be prepared to lose it. And he lost it. He lost almost a lot of it. That's the saying. That, that's like, like um, fuck, Mark Cuban was like, yo, um, either you hold this is going to ha- uh, happen or whatever, you know, like you just got to know what you're going to, when it comes to investing this type of like risky ass stock, like you have to be okay with letting that money go. Exactly. It's like gambling, bro. Like it is gambling. that type of shit is gambling. Like if you have no exit strategy and if you're just trying to come up, you're like, Oh yeah. yeah. And, nah, and like, I think there's always going to be these type of group people. There's going to be, I mean, you know, you look at the bell shaped curve, you have your early adopters, you have the, mass market and your laggards right mm-hmm. and i just think a lot of those people who are who are not the early adopters like the people who really believed in it you know i hate i hate comparing this but <laughs> i don't want to say it was like the whole thing with the protesters and like the blm movement and like the uh the storming the capital was that you know you had people who were out there with a the purpose to like do harm right Okay. And that takes away from, like, the people who are trying to do good or whatever or, like, do the peaceful protesting and whatnot, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, that's just who people are. Some people just take advantage of a situation, right? God, I really hate making that comparison, but I really think that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what um, the idea you're touching upon when we talked about this offline is uh, democratization and having the access to, like, the stock market so easily now. Because, I mean, back in the day... Um, I mean, like 10 years ago, there's no fucking Robinhood app. Oh, yeah. The way to get to investment is like you have to. all day. Yeah, it's like the, the traditional like E-Trade, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade. Mm-hmm. You know, the list goes on of like the people you have to like, um, um, you know, walk into a place, do the whole application type shit. And then, you know, every time you trade, you have a fee attached. Yeah. Um, and even that's the thing about like what Robinhood did because of like their no free trading was like they forced the industry to adopt no fees. I mean. Oh, yeah. No, actually, you really don't talk about people who didn't like adopt fees. It was Vanguard first and Fidelity did it too. Oh, was it? And then. Yeah, yeah. So it, they forced the hand for the industry, right? Yeah, but you also need you also need a thousand bucks to invest with Vanguard. But Fidelity did a zero. Um, yeah open stuff like that so i'd say fidelity was like one of the very first people to do it but yeah it just i think apps like robin i think it was apps like robin hood and whatnot that did fractional shares and that was like the big game changer i think fractional shares were 
a huge game changer. Yeah, I mean, because coming coming from uh, obviously a, a like dumb perspective like me, it's like oh, like I came from like before even going harder on stocks and investing, I was like doing crypto shit, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it lost porn. Like when I was doing <laughs> doing Bitcoin back in two thousand. 13, 12 before this shit was happening. It's like, oh, just, you know, a couple, like, a couple dollars here or whatever. And then, like, I, I own, I owned, like, partial points of Bitcoin. Now I'm like, oh, I can do that with stock. Why can't I do that with stock? So, right, right. So, lost porn. <laughs> like, it's funny because my friend was like, oh, JV's one of the, one of the Wall Street, <laughs> Wall Street had bunch of people because I was kind of defending it in a little bit. But, like, just to clarify, like, I, I don't support what's happening with um, hedge funds. I mean, they're they've been doing this shit for like so many years already, and then, like people like the people on Robinhood and stuff like that. Like, it's good, you know. I'm I'm kind of glad like companies like this are finally gaining taste of their own medicine. And the only thing I I think that needs to happen is that there needs to be I don't know what the policy should be, but the policy there has to be a policy that would stop hedge funds and like mass mobs from like manipulating markets like i, I yeah, believe in like an ultimate democratization of like the free market so I, I just don't know what it looks like yeah yeah and and like not to go too too heavy or like too long on stonks but like this whole thing behind uh the GameStop short and hedge funds that's like the same shit happened with the 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 financial crisis of 2008 that's exactly like what happened. That's literally the movie of the big short with uh uh, uh fucking i want to say michael scott steve carell steve carell so it's like that's that's the movie that's the whole fucking movie and then like the, the thing is when the dangerous part of it is like if you have like or what happened in, back then was like if you have money in the stock market and you have um just like, like smart money or like the conservative part of money, like a 401k and IRA type shit. Like if your your life savings, your retirement is in the market and shit like this happens to like the people who manage your retirement. Oh, that's fucked. That, that's, that's the shit that hurts. And that's why like the scary thing is, is like, well, like these hedge funds are just like, they're like, they didn't, or there's not a lot of people that, you know, in those hedge funds, we're dealing with like their retirement money is like people that are like, like 1% type motherfuckers. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's like, that's the, the thing that would have hurt is like everyday people that had like their retirements in that, in those hedge funds that they were fucking with. So it's like, Oh shit. You know, that's the, when you fuck with like normal people's money like that and their retirement, that's like, mm-hmm. that shit hurts. You know, so you got diversify your bonds. <laughs> diversify your bonds man like this is, like it's the most like I, it's the most rudimentary and like most simple but it's like yo you gotta diversify you can't just fucking go all in on uh yolo no yolos on no uh on fucking wall street bet stocks you gotta do your dds and you gotta fucking dude yeah right. know what the fuck you're doing or like be conservative and take a risk on one one thing but it can't be 100 percent. be like 20 25 type shit do you think there's a um like a weird formula like how you're supposed to balance out your Didn't retirement? you tell me about this? I feel like we've done this in like other episodes. Like you told me about this shit, dog. Well, I feel like it's kind of different now because like your diversification changes. I don't know. 
Maybe put more in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm like, yeah, this, for me, this is how I would do it. I would just buy index funds. Like if you're going to retire, then I think they recommend like 10 to 15% of your to- your take-home pay should go into retirement. I mean, you should be aiming for $500, $500 a month in retirement, but that's if you can afford it. Yo, I was, I was trying to do the fucking math. I was like that meme with the lady with the math. I was like, what the fuck is that? Ten fifteen percent. Fuck. <laughs> but then, like, you take that percent and then you divide that also into like, I don't know. I, I've heard Dave, uh, the Ramsey equation is twenty five into big, twenty five into medium, twenty five into small, twenty five into international. That's like his lazy way of doing it. So big being big market, medium medium market, low low market. But like, see, that's that's why like someone told like you know my nephew asked me about like how to invest. I'm like, dude, it's so hard. That's why I do robo investors because they one they're a lot cheaper. As in, like instead of paying someone zero point like zero one percent, you're paying a robo investor zero point zero zero five percent or zero like less than one percent. So less than a Dogecoin. Yeah, and but then like, just imagine like how much your investors taking money from you in the long run. Let's say you already have like a hundred thousand dollars like in your bank account, and they're just taking one percent of that every like, whatever every year, every month, or something like that, compared to a robo investor. Anyways, robo investors have been beating um, the market every single time. Yeah, even Warren yeah, Buffett uh, said it. Yeah, mutual index funds. So they capture total market. You don't gain as much. You gain a very good amount, but it's. Like what? I I think I made fifteen percent alone from my small cap markets. So I mean, it is hashtag what it is. not ad. This is not yeah. An this ad is not an ad. <laughs> not an ad. But then it's so funny because like because people say like the best way to invest is to do boring investment, right? Which is like the rubble things. It's like uh, I remember back before the the uh, the Bitcoin spike in twenty seventeen. Like um, Mark Cuban even said like. Oh, if I love Mark Cuban now, man. If, but fuck the Mavericks. But I, I will say, like, when it comes to um, investment into uh, 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 crypto, is like, yo, you just, it's like, that is like gambling. So don't put too much into it. Put like 10% of whatever you're investing in. Yeah. Uh, investing okay. into. So, like, yeah. Yep. So, speaking of Bitcoin, you. Here's my problem with Bitcoin. And I've like, I've vented <laughs> about this. JV rants on Bitcoin. When you told me that, I remember like, I was in bed. I woke up, I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me talk about Bitcoin real quick. So just for, just to catch up on everyone, what like Erwin and I have been, what I've been venting about is that I think people are forgetting what Bitcoin is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was arguing with Erwin. Bitcoin was meant to be a currency, not a security. And I'm not sure if I'm using my financial terms right, but let me just like at least speak what I'm like talking about. Uh, okay. For me, in terms of security, I thought a security is kind of like a stock. Like you put your money into something and then you expect it to grow so you can like, I don't know, like profit from it or something like that, right? Like you expect that, mm-hmm. that value to grow. But then what I always understood Bitcoin to be was it was supposed to be a currency agreed upon currency for exchanges right like it's supposed yep. to be um one bitcoin for i don't know like 
uh, one year's subscri- subscription to like Adobe Creative Cloud or something like that. And yeah, then, I'm not gonna pay forty thousand dollars for fucking. Yeah, so you know what I mean, like so that <laughs> who's gonna pay forty thousand for Adobe? <laughs> yeah so but then like so the whole the whole thing with bitcoin at least how i was supposed to understand it was that there would be no need for a central bank you can take your bitcoin go to the philippines go to japan go to whatever and there's like a set bitcoin thing it's like instead of saying like oh converting like fourteen thousand yen to like i don't know like a hundred bucks or something like that it'd be like it's 0.02 bitcoin and like Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was supposed to, I don't know what the value is now because I think the value just it's arbitrary, right? In a way, it's just I don't know how the value of Bitcoin comes up because I feel like everyone with like a hundred RTX thirty eighties and their BMWs uh, trunks is just farming Bitcoin. <laughs> Wait, have you seen that article by the way about a yeah. dude? <laughs> okay. That makes me so <laughs> mad, but okay. There's a lot of processing power. It's it. Uh, Yo, because of the spike in crypto, video and GPU, uh, GPU cards have spiked, and it's fucked up for regular people who just want to play their computer games. Seriously, it's it's insane. <laughs> but then, but do you see like my my problem with Bitcoin is that if people keep mining it, the value keeps going up. It just it's super inflating. So, at what point do I go to another country, and like they're like, oh, I need if you want this pair, it's 0.0000001 Bitcoin. Like there would have, like everyone would have to have a store with real time Bitcoin transaction prices. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get that. And it's like, I, I remember uh, like going to the Philippines or like even traveling uh, to Europe. And it's like, they'll, they'll have the breakdown of like exchange rate per, you know, in digital like clocks type shit. And yeah. I get it. Like that would be kind of the thing, but I think we're at a point with the value of Bitcoin, we're not going to be able to use Bitcoin as it is. Like, because people are just going to hoard it. Yeah. People are going to mine and hoard. Yeah. There's no point. They're going to think like, oh, if I have this, I'll have a lot of money. And it's like, yeah. well, if everyone's going to hoard it and no one's going to use yeah. it, then it's exactly. like security. It's like, it's like stocks. It's like investment. It's like retirement. You're just not going to use it. It just doesn't make exactly. sense. Yeah. Well, because it's like, like going back in the day is like, the reason or part of part of the reason why Bitcoin was so popular in the dark web is like you were able to buy uh like drugs, weapons. Yeah, drugs, anything yeah. like on the dark web just using Bitcoin, no cash transaction, it's no credit, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's why I like the silk like I remember when Silk Road got shut down, uh I feel like almost ten years ago now. Uh-huh. Um it was like a dark website where people bought drugs and guns in San Francisco. And then it was like, that was the point of like Bitcoin became kind of like a, a highlight on, you know, uh, in the, on the internets. Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I don't I want to agree, but that's Dude. how Bitcoin should be used. Not for drugs and stuff like that, but it was supposed <laughs> to be used for like, like common goods and stuff like that. It was, it's supposed to be agreed upon yeah. currency for exchanges. And that's, that's my yeah. problem with Bitcoin. I'm still hopeful about it, but yeah. people just, I think people use things in the wrong way. That just has so much unintended consequences. So yeah, the point of having Bitcoin now is just the, as an investment. Cause like no one, no one wants to spend any part of their Bitcoin because the value can go up at any time. And if you want a market to work, people need to sell as much as they buy. 
and everyone she keeps buying keeps holding the valley doesn't yeah because the yeah the point is like either you ha- use another thing on the bitcoin uh i don't know i yo i don't know i understand the the bitcoin network or the bitcoin platform or whatever that's obviously whatever but like i think ethereum is the more like this obviously not investment advice not ad no. but i think there's there's other cryptos that are have more value in actual transactional like nature really but, yeah i'd have to do more research there's so many coins out there now yeah there's a lot of shit coins and all that um so so if you if there was like a standard bitcoin or something like that who do you think would make it I know PayPal was trying to get into it too, but mm. the, the the weird thing is, wouldn't they be coming from a bank? Because in in essence, you want no a one to one. You don't want see that's that's the thing. We're you're that's my other thing. Problem with Bitcoin is that we measure it to current stand uh, to current currencies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's already like defeating the purpose of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's supposed to be its own standalone thing that has its own value. Yeah, but it's hard. It's like yeah, but yeah, how do you measure? Like, yeah, yeah. How do you measure? How do you measure? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like, what do you? you yeah, go that, back to the only ages, thing man. That... Like, I want three rocks for that goat. <laughs> We're not gonna barter for services in twenty. But that's what maybe. That's what Bitcoin was maybe. supposed to be. It was supposed to be a barter. Well, we're not at that point anymore, dog. We're not buying drugs on the internet. What not if Amazon buy Molly's. their own Bitcoin? Amazon coin. I mean, yo, Amazon could. See, right? Um, Amazon could make their own Bitcoin. Amazon could. could make their because own Jeff, Jeff Bezos left. So that's lit. Is it lit? I mean, Jeff Bezos. I don't know. He's, <laughs> well, like, he's the Be- most liked CEO in the world. Is he, though? I thought it'd be like Steve Jobs. Rest in peace. Like to the to defend Be- Bezos real quick. He is the most like ooh, ooh, this yeah. is gonna be a hot take. This is gonna be the Instagram video. Tell him, JV. <laughs> defend Jeff Bezos. <laughs> defend Jeff Bezos. The, you know, whatever you want to say about Amazon, Amazon has done more in the world. Jeff Bezos has done more than any like American entrepreneur in the world. He I think I read a statistic somewhere where he's in Amazon is in eighty two percent households around the world or something like that, or at least in the US. And like no other okay. customer has that. No other base has that. Like, if you think about it, Amazon yeah, provides okay. goods and services. Like, Apple only provides what products. Google only. See, so yeah. like Google, okay, Google and Amazon sense. are two most respected tech companies out there because they provide they provide more greater goods to people rather than just like, like, you know what I mean, like. So you know, like, like I said, Apple. I what you only, mean. Yeah, Apple only provides hardware to people, and they provide them an experience. But Google and um and Amazon provide like goods to others to help the world be a better place. The the, the thing is with Amazon and I mean it's a big company. Hassan Minaj it, it, talked about it. He he uh he said that about Amazon, like because the Amazon web services, like the internet runs through. Yeah. Amazon. <laughs> that's that's a that's a different problem. But that's you facts. can't but you can't knock on Amazon for doing that. They just did it better than everybody else. You can't say there's antitrust mm-hmm. with uh um Amazon cloud services because that's the reason why Parler failed on suing them because it's like, well, no, there's other cloud services. You have 
Microsoft Azure, you have Google Cloud Services, and you have Oracle. So picks that's not that's not there's competition. Mm-hmm. But then it just happens that Amazon's running a game, and it's just like, can you can can you hate them? Like that's. I mean, Amazon is basically the Patriots, dude. Yeah, like you. <laughs> You could hate on them, but you can't knock on them for being good. Like Jeff Bezos left. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm going to go to Tampa. So fuck y'all. <laughs> See y'all in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he could well, I mean, do that. I mean, yeah. Jeff Bezos is the first trillionaire. He made another Billy in fucking uh, the pandemic. So, I mean, I mean technically, Elon Musk is like, the richest person in the world now. Is he? Yeah, he beat Jeff Oh, because of like the value of Tesla went up. Is that how that works and shit? SpaceX. Yo, actually. did you see the rocket blow up from SpaceX? I know where you're going on tangents but no but it kind of just i guess another big big thing here is just like this is big money man (laughs) yo yo because i will never see i don't know if i'll see a million in my life i I will never see a billion i mean yeah by your lifetime an average person makes two million in their lifetime (laughs) (laughs) on my deathbed like yeah where's my two where's my two milli it's like oh here's your whole ledger in life here's your two million (laughs) you made two million like, oh. Throughout your X amount of years. <laughs> All right, just upload my shit to the AI and the cloud. Oh, we can start over. <laughs> start all over again. Implant my memories, alter carbon. Oh, uh. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, no, it's. No, nah, but I mean, like, when I mean, Jeff Bezos leaving is. Uh... Yo, when you're a trillionaire, you do the fuck you want. Like, I mean, for like a normal person, I think the only thing that. Um, let's say about like just because of the products are permeate throughout my life and shit like that. You know, they own Whole Foods, they own the internet, they own. I mean, they bought Prime. Whole Foods. What are you talking about? They don't. That's what I'm saying. They, they own Whole Foods, shit. so it's like the fuck. He's like, yo, it wasn't their business? They just bought that shit. Yo, like, take that shit. Like, Amazon people am- from La Jolla love shopping here. Buy that shit. <laughs> like you want you want audio books. Here you go. You want mu- more music? You want TV? We got that shit. So, but that aligns the, with their their mission mm-hmm. statement to provide the best. Like, I don't even know what the fuck is it. What is it? Like the best customer oriented experiences. That's it. Well, that's very broad. It is very broad, but fuck, they did it right. You can't say Jeff Bezos did not do this for you, motherfuckers. Uh, Je- yo, Jeff Bezos is trying to make a bill. I get it. He was trying to make a bill when. Everyone laughed on him back in the nineties for him to sell books on the internet. So Yeah, dude. Whatever. Someone said you should watch old Bezos uh, videos from the nineties and it's like yeah. super cringy and funny. It's very cringe. Very cringe. But yeah. Because it's just it's just like like weirdo white guy who's very like tech oriented. He's just like thirty like, something. So he wasn't he wasn't young when he did that too. He wasn't popping. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, yo. It wasn't like Steve Jobs and uh, Wozniak. He's like, <laughs> yeah, everyone was pretty old when uh, they did their tech companies. I mean, they said the I think the youngest CEO right now is like Mark Zuckerberg, and he's only a few years older than us. That's well, it. yeah, and you know, he, he well, we're not taking any money right from anybody. Huh? Um, I mean, <laughs> would you say? <laughs> well, I'm saying we're not sponsored. Oh, I know we're not um, sponsored. I'm just trying to put things. In <laughs> we do have an audible, so that I mean, that's kind of like an. <laughs> Disclaimer: We do, oh, yeah, we do have audible account, but disclaimer. no one's bought anything on it. Right. So, but disclaimer: We do have an audible <laughs> sponsorship. That's not the reason why I'm defending him, but I'm just saying. 
God, I forgot about Show this your screamer. positions, bro. Show your positions or fucking okay, get the fuck out. Okay, my positions real quick. So I have a... No, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm no, kidding. but I think that's that's fair. I see, like, they say journalists should do this too, but I think it's fair. Um, I am a single stock investor into Tesla, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. So, yeah, take take what I said with a grain of salt, I guess. Okay, and then uh, uh, I I own... Single stock, single stock. A single stock, a, a partial share of Amazon. That's it. Okay. Also, J&J, shout out to the vaccine. Okay, okay. Mm, not convinced yet, but okay. I don't trust J&J, but okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's my positions related to this. I don't have anything. Okay, go. Cool. Like hard. So <laughs> the only reason why we mention Bezos and stuff like that right now is because it's like, what do you do with money? Like, you know, turn it back <laughs> to the stocks real quick. So what, what did you do with, the, like, what could you have done with the money? And like... You hear so many good stories that came out from that GameStop story. Like, oh yeah, like talk about that one kid again. With that. Oh yeah, uh, I don't have the article in front of me, but Sorry. facts don't matter. Yeah, yeah that's not a fact. <laughs> no, uh, um, yeah, it was one of the, uh, w- one of the young men who uh, invested in GameStop early uh, and came out uh, in the green. Um, donated a bunch of Nintendo Switches and games to a, a hospital and. and to his local hospital in the Midwest. And it was like, spend like 30 K on like that whole uh, donation. So I'm like, yo, shout out to you. Like it's, it's what, when you're young and you don't, uh, you come into mo- money like that. And that's almost like hitting the lotto, dude. You're like, yeah. you're, you won't necessarily have a plan, but shout out to you to, if you, if you want to use your money for good, because I mean, that's, it's a, uh, it's a hard thing to do, especially when you hit, that like when you get lucky like that right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like if you're not selfish about it Mm -hmm. it's a good i think it's a good use of money like if it especially if you're what he did it to like a children's hospital right yeah you get it for something like that man that's 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 good money spent i mean you might say like oh that's irresponsible you could have just invested it i'm like Cares, well, what man. could he be done with all the money? Invested, buy a house, wait ten years, and spend. I don't know. That's so stupid. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm more of a present person, but I think the I think the good you do now is also just as valuable as the good you do later. But I don't know. Just just so many different things you could do with money. I mean, fuck, you could build tunnels under Miami and shit like that, like Elon Musk. Oh yeah, so Elon Musk is like building tunnels under Miami now to help out with like their traffic problems. Doing the same thing he's doing in LA. Now he's doing. I know he was doing it in Vegas too, like his his experimental one in Vegas was too. It LA or Vegas? Oh yeah, I, so I yeah, he's doing he's, it in Miami too. Yeah, so you can do shit like that. You can do shit like that. You can try to make. I don't know, man. You like any any of these billionaires are like they they have the uh, uh, they don't have really good charisma, so they end up mm-hmm. just reminding me of like. Comic book villains. <laughs> That's true. Like, true. like Mark Zuckerberg is just like a robot. Um, oh, man. Like uh, Jeff Bezos is basically Lex Luthor at this point. Uh, Elon Musk is like the weird kind of like uh, Doctor Evil. Oh, a dog, Doctor Doom. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Though I know, um, rest in peace, MF Doom. <laughs> No, but it's like Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs, rest in peace him, but um, yeah. 
Bill Gates is like, God okay. Damn you. Like, oh, I was about to say. Uh, yeah, Bill Gates is like, okay. Like, he's just like some, <laughs> <laughs> well, he ended up being a villain because everyone thinks he's putting microchips in every vaccine. So. <laughs> Dude, he was a villain back when he was like CEO of, uh, okay, he's not a villain now, but I'm just saying like people didn't think highly of him when he was CEO of Microsoft. So he was really, really stomping on competition back then. Well, even like I remember um, when you look back on the uh, like Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates press conference when they released uh, uh, Microsoft Office for Apple, like that's that was like West Coast versus East Coast on one stage. That's like <laughs> that's like Snoop, not Snoop, but like uh, Biggie and Tupac. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I can't believe they made that comparison. That's actually not incorrect though. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I mean, it, it, it looks awkward because you're like, damn. Because, like, just I just, legends, bro. I just remember back, <laughs> legends, bro. I just remember back then seeing all the Apple and like PC. I'm in Apple and this is a PC commercials, man. That shit was so funny back then. Holy shit. Yeah, no, you're right. That was like a Biggie Tupac moment in tech. <laughs> they all wearing lame ass jeans while doing it. <laughs> well, okay. So then just, uh, get to a point where like okay so we we fucking um i i for the last two weeks talking about uh stonks and how we talked about financials in the last episode i mean like jv i can't believe we're fucking talking about like we were on the fucking cutting edge we We always on the cutting edge we we were we were before the curb dog we're like i mean ahead of the curve there were a lot of episodes where we were just hella hella ahead of the curve i remember that I just remember so, so what so what's so what's our prediction right now? What what Damn, what, what, do, prediction? what are we fucking ahead of the curve right now? What are we talking about? Oh. I actually didn't think about this. What's next? What's next? Not just financials, just what what's next? Education. Robinson's gonna lose all their money? I'm just kidding. Um education? What about education? I, I think all, our loans are gonna get forgiven. Dude, if that happens, holy shit, do you know how much GDP would go up? <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> If you didn't have to worry about, like, even if you had, like, 30K cut off from your student loans, holy shit, mm-hmm. that would be wild. People would be mm-hmm. able to, like, go on with their lives faster. I think you would see more people buying houses, more people, like, buying shit. I think so. I think more people would live in the suburbs. Cause, like, now you can afford to live a house. You don't have to pay whatever 300 to, like, $500 a month on, like, on student loans. Granted, student loans is actually really cheap. Like, what? Their interest rates are like 4%. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's still really not fair. I, I get what you're low, trying to say. So. I mean, I, I just think it would give more people mobility. Um, I think education might be the thing going on in the next few years. Honestly, I don't want to talk about a few years. I don't talk about what's going to happen recently. Like, what's what the next month? What are we going to talk Damn. about? What's the, what's the shit that's happening in the month that we're like, oh, yo, we talked about that. Or just like remember, how, like after Charlottesville, with uh, we talked about like the First Amendment, like the, just one amendment doesn't override the other, or something, something like Dude, that. Dude, that was a while back. I, I remember yeah, right. That. We talked about that. I was like, yeah, one amendment doesn't override all of them. Um, I I really think there needs to be a um a realignment because I was reading stuff about the Keystone Project and mm-hmm. how a lot of people lost jobs and they're just. They don't believe the Biden administration is going to help them out. And I think that's a real concern going forward. Like, how do you 
bridge the gap into like the new future? Like, how do you start investing into like green stuff? But universal basic income. <laughs> we were ahead of the curve of that shit too. What's up, Andrew Yang? Come on the podcast. I dare Dude, you? Andrew Yang was so ahead of that. Like, he's the reason why I'm. I believe in UI now. Like, I did not believe in UI until he. But what's so okay? So sorry, just, just a rant on UI real quick. <laughs> it was crazy seeing how good people were off last year because of UI. Mm-hmm. Like we had, I think, low poverty last year because of UI. Mm-hmm. It was like unbelievable how low it was. And then yeah, I, I, I the stimulus stimulus checks are coming, man. Get that stimmy, bro. Dude, I think the Biden, like I think we talked about this, the Biden administration is like, all right, man, fuck this, we're doing this. <laughs> Um, and I think those okay. Republicans, a mm. lot of them are just, ha- they have to virtue signal that they're against it. But then, you know, I think in the end they're like, yeah, not much we can do about this. And we, we did what we did. I think like we talked about, I think the pendulum is just swinging the other side now. Mm. So, okay. Let's theoretically, What's if up? you got your, if you got your stimulus check, what would you do with it? If you got 1400 like next month on top of your tax return. Oh shit! Tax return. Yeah, so I already I um, filed mine already, so I'm just waiting for it. Fourteen hundred, go. Fourteen hundred, yeah. I yeah, honestly, it it would go into savings. Like we gotta be like the the growing up shit is like yeah, we gotta put more shit into our savings. <laughs> One of us was a uh, out of a job for a while, so like we gotta put that shit back. Got it, got it. Okay. Like, cool. I, it's like the most like responsible thing. It's like the most unsexy thing, but it's just the, the reality of it. Like, yeah, it, we would just have to put it back in savings. Fair. Like, if we if we got like two k a month or like some like universal basic income type shit, yeah, like that's that's going to a fucking investment or something, or so we can get to a house. It's a point of like we're clearing more debt or whatever. So yeah. Um. Clearing more debt, saving toward house. Yeah, no, those are all like responsible ways of doing it. It's the most responsible bullshit. It's hey, being thirty. Yeah, hey, being in your thirties is more responsible bullshit. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, what? Yeah. What would you do with state? Like, if you were in a situation where you're like you're comfortable but not like well off. Yeah, I think you would. The, the correct situation is to pay down debt and save. But then, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the most fucking dumb thing, but it, you have to. It's like shit. And if you're well off, you put into savings and you invest it. Like, I'm just trying to think of the different tiers. Like, if you're really well off, you invest it and you save it. If you're in middle class, you pay down debt and you save it. And if you're like not high income, it's necessities. It's necessities, and that's yeah, that's crazy. It's, yeah, it's like like living paycheck to paycheck. It's, it's tough. I mean, it is tough. I obviously yeah. Yeah, I've do- I've done that, like, where I'm like, yo, like, with tax return money, I'm like, yo, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't save this. I got, a, I, I got like, my credit card debt or whatever. loans or whatever. Yeah, I, I just got to take care of it. I think it's crazy, too, because um, they were talking about if there would be another stimulus check. I think, Stimmies. Yeah, I think everyone would be in agreement. I'm like, yeah, some people actually don't need this anymore. Probably if there's another round of stimulus, I, I don't think people making over fifty thousand dollars would get it. To be honest, 
Well, but that scales, uh, yeah. right? Because each state's different. Bro. Yeah, each state's different. Yeah. Like getting like five, fifty thousand dollars in Arizona is different from getting fifty thousand dollars in California. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so. That's the thing. That's the thing. And that's the hard thing. But you know what? Hard things, good things, are hard to do. So. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Fucking love Paul. Right? Um. Uh, yes, that's like a really great clip. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just to up, kind of like, yeah, close up. If there is one thing that we would, is going to happen within the next month or even the six months, I think we're going to talk more about crypto. I think that's the next thing. I, hope I, I hate talking about crypto. I don't want to talk about financials, but I'm like, that's, I feel like we're, we're going to keep talking about it because that, Art of culture prices, now, man. Yeah. It's, but, people are actually it, talking about stocks and shit now. That's so weird. That's what I'm saying. It's like if Bobby Hundreds, Jeff Staple, if if they're all talking stonks and like if the people who kind of gatekeep, not gatekeep, but have a pulse on on culture, internets and like youth culture, it's like if they're talking about it, then obviously there's there's people. I would say kids, but like people younger than us who are all about that life or who want to be a part of that life. So that's what, that's what it seems like it's going to be. Dude, I just want to talk about culture again, man. Cause like there yeah, hasn't yeah. been culture. I hate that. Like what was the, like, what's, what's culture nowadays? It's TikTok, right? It's, it's me. I mean, TikTok is TikTok driving. Yeah. YouTubers, it's gaming. And like that, that's what's current culture right now. No one talks about, the next ultra boost and collab and stuff like that. Like I was on hype base the other day and I'm just like scrolling down. Like, wow, none of this interests me anymore. Like, stay That's at home, how you know you're getting to your, your, your aging out of the fucking, uh, <laughs> the demo. I don't think it's really aging out. It's just, well, other than like hype beasts is like thing change, but you know, whatever they're, they're a good, they're a good website. It's still good. Oh, but when you like, I mean, I don't, always vibe with their music with the new music so it's whatever to me um mm-hmm. but then when i like look at the fashion and stuff like that they're like mm. i look at it and i'm just like a lot of this either feels like a repeat of like 2010 or <laughs> or it's just like not new to me anymore and like i'm like i'm thinking about what bobby hundred said about like street culture and stuff like that like how it just it keeps going and going and going and I mm-hmm. think that's true. I think it's going to keep going. It's going to keep evolving. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just the type of person that doesn't get excited much anymore. And I don't want to say become I'm a jaded old man. I don't want to say I'm jaded. I just want to see something dope. That's it. Yeah. I just want to see I what you mean. Because, like, the stuff, I, I, I barely visit Hypebeast now. And... I the thing I consume more is like Instagram content or people like Dude, pushing that shit. Fucking That's into it. Instagram, holy Ooh. shit! Ooh. Just follow all my meme accounts and my fucking anime meme accounts. Oof. It's all it's all lit. <laughs> Just speaking about like, let's, let's dive into culture a little bit since we're already talking about a little bit of culture. Just for like a quick ten minutes, we still got time. We all right, ten minutes. Time. We got like, we've been an hour into this shit. Let's go. What's your Instagram like? Just to make my like, turn things a little brighter, what's your Instagram like follows? Like, what do you like to follow? Why have you been following like anime stuff? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, 
yo, uh, the people who I follow, like just like homies, the last uh, month, whatever, um, and homies I used as a blanket gender term for anybody. So this is all inclusive of homies and homets. Yes. Okay. Men, women, NBs, got it. Whatever's them's. Um, yeah. So it's like people on my feed like started posting like um, no context Sailor Moon, and this is kind of like mm -hmm. a, a Instagram account where they kind of uh, take screenshots of the old Sailor Moon stuff mm -hmm. and just like it's like it's a Serena plus like just like a weird kind of like subtitle of like a vibe. So then like, I was like, Oh, that's actually very poignant. Like that, that I relate to that right now. And then I started following that. And then on top of that, I started finding more anime vibe content. God, you just <laughs> send it to me all the, day. The algorithm gets me after that. I was like, yo, I like this. And then like my Instagram reels is like more like anime vibes, vibes. Vibes, Which is vibes. so weird because usually that would be something I would be into, but I don't go on Instagram for that. That's so weird. Yeah, so like we're kind of reversed on that, which is interesting. Yeah, and and, and when it comes to culture, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting perking up again. Like, oh yeah, culture, yeah, internet, fucking. Um, what I remember, uh, was it last year or two years ago? It just feels like a blur. How um, the hundreds did a collab with Puma, but then they kind of centered their campaign around um made up oh. uh no they made up uh like anime archetypes so their their whole kind of like campaign to release their collab was about um like three archetypes like the sports jock the the ner cool nerd or like mm. the goth or whatever okay. so like they they kind of created these like anime kind of um akira like uh characters to mm -hmm. promote their campaign so i think when it comes to uh i think uh culture i think we're at a point with internet because uh like the acceptance of like the things that we consider niche like anime that's the stuff that we kind of like built our kind of like brands upon or like our own vibes and uh our own art creative work around it's like that's becoming more like into the mainstream shit now yeah that is nuts so do you do you see anything that's kind of like underground that's becoming mainstream or do you see anything now that's that's considered underground? What I consider underground right now? Yeah. Like if anime was like anime culturism is just, I mean I still think it's it's still semi underground but it's popping up. Uh -huh. But like do you see anything that's still considered underground? Man, that's like some 2006 like yo what's underground what's mainstream, bro? I only fuck with the underground. <laughs> it's I only listen to underground hip hop. It's it's hard <sighs> to be underground now because the rest in peace, Jay Dilla. I know, rest in peace, Jay Dilla and the Johnnies. <laughs> well, and I think the only thing, or because of what BTS and K-pop have done as their niche, and they brought uh, their mass appeal to a bunch of teenagers uh, and TikTokers and all that, like people accepted more of what we thought was super niche 20 years ago like oh, bts yeah. like yo i we, i know we talk about this all the fucking time like how baby vox <laughs> was super popping and nobody was listening to to baby vox besides like the like weird anime kids and like the k-pop people lovers. who 
yeah, K-pop lovers who just would uh, find their music videos on fucking. <laughs> I was just like, what was the video service back then? I think it was like uh, Kazaa Light back then. Holy it was shit. like, you wouldn't know. Like, the Korean blogs would have to talk about it. Or, like, you have to watch, like, some kind of Korean uh, music video international ta- channel type shit. Like a countdown. Something like that. <laughs> or, like, live in Koreatown in L.A. and have, like, community access cable. I don't know. What I'm saying is here is, like, it's because I'm, like, so not underground like i kind of i kind of see what's like what pops up on the feed for me so i think right now the underground would be like something on tiktok but i don't know what like culture of like that can permeate into kind of like an acceptance of mainstream or whatever so it, it would have to be the tiktok or some kind of gaming community yeah. like i don't know if vtube would be popping yet like, i don't know if that, that would work here yet I don't know. There's a American VTuber named Code Miko that does Twitch stuff. I can't watch it, but it's it's hard for me to watch. But yeah, I mean, yeah, VTube is a different beast. I mean, yeah, I yeah. It did is. I show you this chart? But like, you're doing like the top four, top five female no. VTubers or top mm. five uh, female streamers in the world, and one of them mm-hmm. was a VTuber. Number four was a VTuber. Who's number one? Pokemon? Uh, no, it's in this girl named Val Valkyrie something, something from um oh um YouTube. Like, oh, okay. And Pokemon's um, number two on Twitch, and then like see that, that's the thing. I only know like Pokemon from like AOC. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she, she did the she's stream, an icon. Like, yeah. Just so that right now, it's like what is underground? What's what's the thing that people are writing on? I'm like fuck, I don't know. It's like it has to be streaming where the kids are at, or like yeah, if if. If 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 the attention of like the youth, the youths are um, not in real life, they're on the internet. So yeah. wherever they're at, whether that's Minecraft, whether that's Fortnite or Valorant or any kind of other online community, that's that's where it's going to be at until we get to a point where we get to Neo Tokyo and the angels start dropping and we have. Uh, mechanized suits created from the dna of angels <laughs> like i sure yo i i shared jv the the the, the bernie sanders shit once yo we peaked when when they did bernie sanders as a the commander bro oh my god man Ooh, that was that was the shit man that was like that's giving me life well i guess wrote nerd news real quick um Japan finally built their one-to-one scale Gundam. Oh yeah, it kind of moves now. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, getting there. It's getting there. Are we just need the angels to drop and the lance along with us? Let's fucking go. <laughs> All right, man. Let's just leave it at that. But this is so weird. I've usually I'm the one who talks about stuff like this, but this is so weird. I'm hearing it and I just I don't know how to react to it. Why is Irwin sharing all this anime shit? What the fuck? My jam. That's my territory. I will say this before we end. I, me and uh, uh, the family are uh, watching the reboot of uh, Sailor Moon on Hulu. It's pretty sick. I heard. I was like, oh shit, yeah, let's go, let's go. How does uh, Amelia like it? She likes the colors. Um, I also got. I started watching into. uh, I got back into watching Food Wars. so good 
Yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's right. I didn't I didn't finish the series. I haven't caught up. It's like, oh, I I have to watch it on dub now. It's not what the you way I want to like, watch it. Right? Because you have yeah, baby hands. Like, like, yeah, that's the thing now. I'm like, oh, I would like to watch it in sub, but I don't have the attention span because I'm like, oh, I got to have baby here. And then, well. Anyways, fuck that. We're here. We're here. Episode 32. 32. Trying to talk about culture. culture anime. Yeah. I hope we talk about culture again, man. That's not what I want. Let's talk about culture, man. We're talking about this advice shit. We're talking about stonks. We. And the next episode, we're like, oh, yo, did you hear about Sailor Moon popping? See, I want to go back to that kind of stuff, man. But yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good follow up from our last episode. I think our yeah, first. Yeah, we, we we close that shit out, man. Yeah, we closing this out, man. It's done. Like COVID, we closing it out right now. <laughs> get your vaccine. Get your shelf vaccinated. Yeah, we're masks. God damn it. All right, man. I'm K- double mask, KN95, and the cost mask. Let's go. Oh, shit. All right, man. We're gonna dip out now. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this is episode 32. Peace out, everyone. Peace. Stop recording.